0: Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Daniel Salerson.
1: How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson. No, I'm not Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly is in California. He did not win the lottery, though, last night. He will be back tomorrow. JD, any, any winnings of the lottery today?
2: Uh, well, I'm here, so that automatically means I didn't win. So I guess I'll just sit in Kell's chair and, and pretend like I'm, you know, I'm, I'll sit in the big chair and do a couple of spins.
1: Of course, that's senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com, John DeShazer. He's joining me for the first segment as a, a big day yesterday for the Saints. They had a, a couple of transactions made. And before we get to J.D. about those transactions, we'll let head coach Sean Payton tell you about those.
3: Two players were waived. Uh, defensive back Chris Carr and kicker Garrett Hartley. We signed safety Eric Frampton. And then kicker Shane Graham, um, Frampton won't be in in time for practice this afternoon. He'll be getting in probably around 2:30, 3 o'clock. Uh, be someone that we feel like can help us in the kicking game. Um, we're going to start Tehran Armstead at left tackle, and uh, put a good week, you know good week of work here together. It's a, an important game for us.
1: So, J.D., uh, of course, I think the big one has to be Garrett Hartley. Were you kind of surprised by this move as they replaced him with uh, Shane Graham?
2: Well, you know, it was a little bit surprising just because um, the relationship, you know, that Coach Payton has with Garrett Hartley. and but, but then again, he struggled earlier this season. They brought in some kickers for some tryouts, and they said it was kind of a routine thing that they do during the course of the season that... It just so happened to be coincidentally that uh, it was that they brought him in, you know, on a game after he had struggled. But, you know, he was 22 for 30 this season. And uh, and that's just not a great percentage. And even though he made the kick to send the Saints into the Super Bowl and even though he kicked well in the Super Bowl, you know, in that win, it just seemed like he was, you know, kind of on shaky ground. And, and, you know, in in years past, he. Been injured, he'd been suspended. they brought in John Carney to kind of help out in the kicking game when he went through a, sl- a slump previously. So, seemed like his slope was a little bit more slippery. The one that really, really surprised me, to be honest, was the, was the left tackle move. Um, moving Charles Brown to the bench and starting Teron Armstead, the rookie, was the one that kind of surprised me because Charles Brown started the first thirteen game, first fourteen games this season, didn't play well obviously in, in the fourteenth game, and was benched against St. Louis. Uh, Robert Quinn, the defensive end for St. Louis, gave him fits. But, uh, you know, I just I didn't see that one coming. I just figured, you know, they'd, they'd kind of eat that one, you know, chalk it up to a bad day at the office, and he'd be back in the starting lineup. And instead, you know, they're starting uh, Teron Armstead, who's been inactive several games this season, who has worked scout team a lot in practice, and, and now he's going to get his shot against a real tough uh, defense.
1: Before we get more into the Teron Armstead situation, let's hear what Coach Payne had to say about the release of Garrett Hartley.
3: It was real difficult. One thing I, we talked about, and I think that it probably happens more with kickers than any other position, but he's an extremely talented player. He's going to play in this league, I think, for quite a long time and, and have success. And the way these doors kind of open and close, you know, we just agreed that, hey, right now, don't ever say never in regards to being back with the team. But that being said... With what he's done and been a part of, you know, it's difficult, especially the success, the success he had in that run in 09. He's got great leg talent. It just felt like it was the one thing that is a little bit more challenging, that decision, because, you know, if we're not getting the right effort, then we can look closely at rest. We can look closely at what we're doing in these drills. If we're not getting the right scheme, we can change that. If we're not getting the right results in regards to takeaways, we can make sure that that's emphasized. It's a little bit more nebulous when it comes to the confidence of a kicker. I think he had a great week of practice last week, and, and yet it you know, didn't manifest itself in the game. So that you know, was a tough decision.
1: And Sean Payne, of course, addressed the left tackle situation. Here's what he had to say about that.
3: Unlike the defensive line, unlike the secondary receivers, running backs, you know, that position group typically stays on the field. You, you, occasionally, teams might rotate a player. I felt like there were a handful of things we did a few years ago that, that we struggled in protection against with St. Louis. That we almost you know we learned a lesson as coaches, and we went into this game with a pretty good pretty good plan with regards to how we wanted to handle certain type of rushes. I think uh, Tehran's improved during the course of the season, be it taking scout team reps, some work with the with the offense, uh, and it's you know it's time to see what he can do. I visited with Charles this morning. Of course, he's disappointed as he would be. I'm sure he'll respond the right way and uh, you know, and, and, and handle this the right way in a professional manner. And it's, it's the nature of the business.
1: One last thing on Coach Payne. Payne talked about Teron Armstead, the rookie left tackle now that will start Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. He's
3: athletic. He's someone who has a pretty good feel of what we're doing. Certainly, there'll be growing pains when you play a young player like that. And yet... You know, it's it's uh, a guy like him who's who's been around now for eight months, nine months in our program. Um, but I think he's smart. I think he'll prepare and study and, and do all the little things. I think he'll get you know great support by that by that room. It's a pretty close room, and uh, so I'm anxious to see him compete.
1: Okay, John, so for a rookie now that gets to start at left tackle, it's not the easiest of tasks on Sunday as he'll face what they call the Legion of Whom in the Carolina Panthers.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to call it feeding him to the wolves or anything like that. Obviously, he's a professional athlete. He's been around here for nine months, and he should know the schemes and the techniques that he that are necessary to play. But, yeah, going, you know, with your first start being on the road against a formidable defense, uh, one that gets after the pass pretty well you know, it's going to be a challenging aspect. And Coach Payton already said, you know, look, we we expect there to be some, you know, some inconsistency there, some growing pains, I think he called it. And uh, to do it on the road means, you know, one, obviously they weren't satisfied with the performance of Charles Brown. And two, that they have some faith in Teron Armstead because they could have gone with Zach Street, moved him from right tackle to left tackle, and moved Bryce Harrison to start at right tackle. They could have gone that route. Instead, they choose to go with Teron Armstead, the draft pick, and to give him a shot. And Coach Payton said he's anxious to see what he can do out there. And, you know, he's going to do it under some pretty intense circumstances.
1: Do you see this as being just a one-week, situation for Teron Armstead or do you think this will be likely for the rest of the year and then going into the playoffs or is it going to be a week to week basis kind of thing
2: You know I think this is it cuz this is a pretty drastic move this late in the season and I think they don't I think you don't make this move unless you anticipate it being permanent so he would have to really really play his way out play his way out of it I mean essentially by saying that they're going to be growing pains that's coach Payton admitting that you know he's not going to play well all the time he might give up some plays uh, there's going to be some times he struggles I think they're going to live through those struggles and go ahead and go forth with it. And, and, you know, I guess, you know, if if you had to have a, a perfect time for it, you do it you know, in a home game. But I guess they figure the more snaps you can get them, the earlier you can get them the snaps, the better it's going to be for them. So you start them off again in a tough venue, Bank of America Stadium against Carolina, a very good defense. But you go ahead and get them the reps, get them in that starting lineup. Give them a chance to gel with that offensive line under under adverse circumstances. So I believe this is it for the season. I believe this is you know they've kind of cast their lot with with Teron Armstead, and I think they're going to go with it.
1: There was also one other transaction yesterday. The Saints waived defensive back Chris Carr. They signed safety Eric Frampton. Frampton, a five foot eleven, two hundred four pounder out of Washington State, fifth round selection of the Oakland Raiders in 07. Uh, JD, how do you see Eric Frampton fitting into the? Where will he contribute the most? Probably.
2: Well, I mean, Coach Payton said pretty much to be special teams. Uh, he's probably maybe an upgrade special teams wise over Chris Carr. That's what you have to figure in this situation because certainly he's not going to crack the safety rotation that the Saints have on the field. They're pretty comfortable with the safety rotation that they have. Um, you know, to to release Chris Carr, who was a slash, you know, corner and safety. You know, you you thought maybe they would go after another corner, but obviously this is a this is a move to upgrade the special teams as much as anything and and he specifically mentioned that several times that this guy is is a good special teams player so hopefully he can help uh help uh alleviate some of that you know quote unquote leaky yardage that you see you know in in special teams plays and he hopefully he's a you know a sure tackler and those kinds of things so yeah he's going to help out in special teams and 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 hopefully the uh the secondary can can make a, a better move this this week than they have in, in some previous weeks.
1: That's John DeShazer, the senior writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. You can catch some of his stuff later on today and also throughout the rest of the week as the Saints get ready to take on divisional foe, the Carolina Panthers. We'll talk to JD on Friday before he heads out to Charlotte, North Carolina. Good show today. We uh, unfortunately more bad news. The Pelicans lost last night to the Golden State Warriors, one hundred four to ninety three. It didn't really look pretty. The Pelicans made a little bit of a push in this fourth quarter, but it really couldn't come to anything else. They sat their starters for most of that fourth quarter. We'll talk to David Wesley later on. It is Wesley Wednesday. J.D., do you ever think you're going to get a day in here? Or do we need to set, uh, set I'm, a day here?
2: All I'm, I'm just saying, man, if, if David Wesley can get a day, and he ain't on here but like a hot second, I ought to be able to get some kind of day. I mean, I don't know what the name of Taco Tuesday is or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I ought to get a day. I mean, David Wesley is no more well, – I hope he's listening to this. He's no more deserving of a day than this cheer is. So take that, the but no. no. You sound like a five-year-old man. Right
4: <laughs> but I'm sure
2: he'll come on and do a fine job. But yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm gonna get a day one of these days. You know, maybe if I hang around here long enough, maybe I'll get a, a day or or a chair or something.
1: If you want to look at the bright side, though, you, you're on a lot more during the week than you, you just don't have a set day for you.
2: Yeah, but he gets a name for a day, you know. Just you know, just some jackleg who comes around every now and then and kind of you know breezes through and talks a little bit and laughs a little bit and goes on about his business. So you know, I'm I'm gonna see what we can do about that.
1: As producer, you know I can take gifts if you want your own day. You know I can uh, I can make that happen. For it is Christmas.
2: Price. I can you know I'm I'm willing. Maybe I'm willing to bribe. Maybe that's what he did to get the Wesley Wednesday. You know maybe he slipped a little cash in, in the in the pot or something. Maybe I'm going go to do that. That. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna have to do that. Maybe I'm going to have to do that. Maybe I'm going to have to take you to In and Out Burger or something. Do we have an In and Out? No, we got the Five Guys now. That's what we. Got. If you bring me some In and Out is, Burger, there I'll be There is give you no In and Out here. I forgot about that. There if you is bring no
1: me in- some In and Out, I will. We will, you can have every day if you want. Well, I tell you
2: so. what. If I found an In and Out, I don't know if I'd be able to get it back to the office. I'll say that
1: that's true that's true so again and also jd's good friend mark spears will join the show today sean cut up with him last night as the pelicans took on the golden state warriors so again david wesley mark spears and uh coming up next we'll talk about last night's loss for the new orleans pelicans sean talked to head coach monty williams and center jason smith don't go anywhere more black and blue report in one minute
0: NBA All-Star 2014 is coming to New Orleans with an exciting lineup. The BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge is your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. On Friday, February 14th, the New Orleans Arena will play host as the rookies and sophomores team up to battle for bragging rights and make a name for themselves in the Big Easy. Tickets are on sale now through NBAevents.com for as low as $10. BBVA Compass Rising Stars Challenge, your ticket to see the NBA's newest stars. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk.
5: Out of the rim, alley oop dunk. Anthony Davis.
1: This is the Black and Blue Report. As I mentioned in the first segment, the Pelicans fell last night to the Golden State Warriors, one hundred four to ninety-three. It was the second and third quarters that killed the Pelicans last night. Golden State outscored the Pel's thirty-one to twenty in the second and thirty-one to twenty-six in the third. Warriors shot 41 of 91 from the field and 5 of 20 from downtown are usually a better three-point team. Pelicans did well there, but points in the paint, the big differential. Golden State 50, New Orleans 34, and for more on the game last night, Sean Kelly spoke to head coach Monty Williams.
6: Just from your standpoint, what happened tonight? Just a bad game. Um, From the start, we just didn't have enough to uh, overcome They were playing badly, we were playing not so well, and we just weren't hungry enough tonight for whatever reason um, to start the game, and then we couldn't dig ourselves out of the hole. We kind of got it back at halftime, but on the road, you can't afford that, especially when you're undermanned. And uh, I I love Drew's fight though, I really do. He and Ryan, they may take tough shots at times, but they just compete and they fight the whole game. Uh, We gotta get all five guys doing that from the start. and That's on me. i got to get guys thinking that way to start the game and understanding. We have to have guys playing at an optimum level when you have uh, Greg and A.D. and Tyreek out. But I I love the way we fought uh, in the second half and just didn't have enough to to get back in it.
5: When you have that fight, Coach, especially from some of your key guys, on a night where can't score, can't defend. Nothing yeah. seems to be going right. Did you feel like at any point that, hey, this this is going to turn around, maybe the next time out? Or yeah, did I, you get that I feeling? I feel
6: that way every time I step on the, the floor when I coach, you know, because I understand the game, you know, and I try to get our guys to understand it. It can change at any moment um, when teams are knocking down shots, but it won't if you don't compete the way that you need to. And I, I just didn't think we competed collectively. Like I said, we had a few guys out there going after it. I thought we had a couple guys feeling sorry for themselves for whatever reason. Referees calls or ball not going in the basket, that's part of the game. In this game, you got to fight. You never know when it can change. I thought our second unit came in in the second half and just competed, had a big quarter in the fourth. So we, we got to get that right for tomorrow. And understand what kind of juice we got to have to start the game.
5: Twenty-something games into it now, coach. Is there enough tape out there, enough knowledge about your team yeah. that you're starting to see, perhaps a pattern of what opponents are wanting to do against you? No, because we haven't had our full team yet. You know, when you don't have
6: Anthony, you don't have Greg, Tyreek, and then Ryan. You know, we've missed some key guys most all of the season. So it's hard to make an assessment of who we are. But one lineup that we'd really like to have on the floor, we've had that lineup maybe seven or eight games, and it looked really good. We just haven't had it for long stretches so we can see what we are and then other teams can make their assessments and we can figure out how teams are going to guard us.
1: Golden State was led by Stephen Curry, 28 points, 11 of 19 shooting. David Lee also had a nice night, 21 points, 17 rebounds for the Pelicans. It was Ryan Anderson, 21 points, 6 of 16 shooting. Drew Holiday, 11 points. Al Farouk 10 points. It was Austin Rivers off the bench, 11 points for a 12 shooting. But the Pelicans shot 33 of 88 for 38%. Struggled from downtown, 5 of 18, and 22 of 30 from the line. And so from a player's perspective, Sean Kelly last night talked to Jason Smith.
5: Jason, this just seems like one of those nights where nothing would go right.
7: Yeah, it was, it was a struggle for us out there. Um, but you got to give credit to the to Golden State Warriors. They were uh, aggressive tonight. Um, They kept attacking the rim. Um, They never got complacent. Uh, I know that in the third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter, they started putting their, I guess, second, third string guys in. We continued to fight, Um, started to come back a little bit, and uh, they had to put their starters back in, um, which uh, we were doing something right towards the end. Um, Our guys were were continuing to fight and uh, just didn't go our way tonight
5: having the fight there is important and sticking with it is important can you put your finger on though what maybe in these last couple of games has not gone right on, a, on either end of the floor
7: it's really getting, uh, getting ourselves right on defense um, we got to take care of that end of the floor first uh, and it's been that way all year uh, if, if you take care of the defensive end first we can get out and get transition layups we can push the ball um, it's tough against the Golden State because they, they like to run the ball as well um, so they're a tough team to play um, I'm sure we'll see them again this, this season and uh, we got to do a better job next time. When you look at the defensive end of the floor
5: has it been a, has it been trouble all being on the same page has it been not doing what you guys have done in the past Where, where's the deficiency I guess I'm trying to put my finger on it
7: a little bit. Really uh, taking pride in guarding the ball one on one not relying on the, the weak side defense um, even when we do get beat one-on-one we have to have that bottom weak side and it's just that lack of communication or that miscommunication out there and uh, we just have to clear some some tiny things up it's, it's nothing big um, but obviously you want to make sure that you guard the ball every night and uh, I just don't think that we've we've done that consistently yet this year. How about a quick
5: turnaround now against another good team in Los Angeles?
7: Yeah, it's like you said another good team uh, That's how the West is. you got good team after good team after good team. Uh, We have to kind of flush the toilet on this one, get our minds right for tomorrow, get our rest, take care of our bodies, and uh, really come out with a lot of energy tomorrow.
1: So not a good start to the road trip for the Pelicans. 0-2 so far as they lost to Denver on Sunday night. They have another chance tonight against the really good Los Angeles Clippers. Maybe we'll see Tyreek Evans tonight. The broadcast starts at 9.30 Central, so try to stay up late with us. You can also watch it on fox sports new orleans we'll get david wesley's perspective later on in the show but coming up next yahoo sports nba writer mark spears joins the program you're listening to the black and blue report
4: are you ready for health reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com reform and get ready.
7: Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company.
4: Make the holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans basketball. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Austin Steakhouse, is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525 HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today.
1: Well, we like to call him our national NBA correspondent. He's been on the show a couple times. He is from New Orleans, and he was at the game last night between the Pelicans and the Warriors, and uh, Sean Kelly had the chance to catch up with Yahoo Sports NBA writer Mark Spears.
5: All right, Daniel, thank you very much. In a very loud and raucous Oracle arena, we get the chance to catch up with our old friend Mark Spears. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, and and I know you'll have some New Orleans listeners as we get back together again. You know what? My mom has asked me
8: recently what I wanted for Christmas, and I told her I wanted her to overnight me some um, frozen gumbo.
5: I saw a picture at Thanksgiving when we last visited <laughs> of her standing No, that on wasn't a, my mom. That wasn't mom? That was Somebody was standing on a stool over the largest gumbo pot I think I've ever seen.
8: That was huge. It was, it was that was unbelievable. probably like a whole school of uh, shrimp in there and a whole entire chicken It was literally that uh, was about four feet high, I would think. Oh, it it had to be.
5: It had to be. So I'm going to take it that you had a good Thanksgiving back home in New Orleans. That's
8: me asking for frozen gumbo for Christmas. We'll see if my mom comes
5: through. You let me know, right? Uh, I'll let you know. So here we turn toward the uh, Christmas holiday, and uh, the NBA calendar really starts to pick up. I was talking to some of the guys earlier today and wondering if, now that the 15th has passed, will we start to see some trade activity? Are you hearing anything around the league?
8: Well, you know, the Sacramento Kings have already jumped into it before anybody else. They've made two trades already. I'm hearing all that talk about rondos, not really existent. But I still think teams, for the most part, like to wait till about January before they start making trades and stuff. and I think they like getting guys on 10-day contracts and such. So, other than Omer Oskar from Houston, I'm not really hearing anybody else strong. You know, maybe um, what's the point guard in uh, Toronto? I'm, I'm, his name's eluding me. I'm
5: messing you up, too. Yeah, you are. And I got, I'm going to be thinking about this now for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. But, yes, um, the Knicks reportedly want to have a look at him. and yeah. Yeah. Raymond so, Felton is right.
8: a guy you've heard. But... Um, I think probably January or more so you'll start seeing that.
5: Out of the West, let me ask you this, biggest surprise, Portland start or what Phoenix has done? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to say Portland start
8: because it's such so dominating, you know, and now they're winning close games. Damon Lillard of late, sensational two straight game winners. LaMarcus Aldridge is playing like an MVP candidate. Uh, taking more of a leadership role that he wasn't comfortable with before, but you would think, like, outside of those guys, and I I like Batum, too, that they would kind of dip. They're playing great, great basketball, and um, to have only four losses right now, I'm stunned by it. Other surprises for you through the first quarter of the season, you think? The Knicks. I mean, I I knew that uh, Tyson would hurt them a lot, but not this much, man. And just all the little breakdowns they're having word for Mike Woodson right now. His seat's not hot. It's blazing, probably. And I wouldn't be surprised if a change is made there soon. I know they're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt without Tyson, but, like, losses like Monday night where a guy just runs in for a layup And then they come back on the other end with one last chance to score. You don't call a timeout. I'm sure Dolan isn't, you know, taking too kindly to that. But he he's the only kind of keeping my eye on Memphis a little bit. They have a disappointing record, although they have a star out too. And Marcus all, but they shouldn't be this bad either.
5: There's there's a lot of teams, Mark, that have that significant injury. And so it's almost, included. Yeah, Pelicans included. Um, it's almost this race to see who's going to get normal again. Well, that, that's
8: the thing about the NBA, man. The season's so long. It's just a matter of how healthy are you going to be come playoff time. And that's why I think Miami is doing what they're doing with Dwayne Wade, kind of just resting them and maybe not playing them in all the back-to-backs. And maybe that's what the Nets are doing, even though they started to pick it up a little bit. They... They want to conserve and make sure their guys are healthy. You know, I worry about that with the Warriors a little bit, about their health. But, I mean, you saw what Russell Westbrook, what one major injury could do to a team. And it's not necessarily the best team that always wins. It's a lot of times the healthiest team.
5: Mark Spears with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Mark, before we go, Christmas Day has been made out to be a very marquee date on the calendar for the NBA. Will you go and check out some of those games, or will you uh, will you be somewhere where you can watch that marathon all day?
8: I will be in Los Angeles covering the um, heat at Lakers. So I'm flying to L.A. Monday morning and living in the Bay Area, so the people here are like, oh, you can't cover the Warriors-Clippers game. Kobe versus LeBron is still the marquee matchup of the day, regardless of how big the Lakers, I guess, get beat. But um Definitely, uh, if I, I'll be up early watching, and I'll be watching once I'm done riding. So Thanksgiving to me when I was in New Orleans was a good day to just relax and watch a lot of football, and to me Christmas is all about who.
5: There was talk, if you remember, during the shortened season about maybe making Christmas the, the opening date of the NBA calendar each year. Do you, uh, do you reside in that camp, or do you like it the way it is? I'm a tradition guy.
8: I'm used to the amount of games that mess with the statistics if if you do it longer. So I'm I'm sure I've heard Ray Allen say they should cut it down by about 15 games or so. And you know what the play probably would be better if you did that. But all their predecessors played 82. So they should play 82.
5: I think I'm in the same school of thought as you. Good to see you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. Always a pleasure, man. Merry Christmas,
8: everybody in New Orleans. Family's friend, and the good people there, man, and yourself.
5: Thank you, sir. And uh, if they want to follow you on Twitter, where do they go?
8: At Spears NBA Yahoo and you can also read my stories on Yahoo Sports.com.
5: And Frozen Gumbo in your uh, in hope. your future.
8: I hope. Let's hope, man. I, I haven't said nothing to her and I'm going I'm to email her this edition of the Black and Blue Report just to give her that little push, that little reminder. This is a very public
5: calling out here.
8: I'm not optimistic right now, man. But we'll see. All right. That's my mom. She'll probably come Come home soon, William. I'll be there for All-Star.
1: As always, it's good to have Mark on the Black and Blue Apart. Coming up next, it is Wesley Wednesday. So David Wesley will join the program. He'll preview tonight's game against the Clippers and talk about last night's loss to the Golden State Warriors. Don't go away. We'll be back in one minute.
0: It's Pelicans game day. This is the black and blue report.
1: Well, as always, it is Wesley Wednesday. So that means Fox sports, New Orleans, NBA analyst, David Wesley joins the show. And, uh, David earlier, we talked to Jed, and he, he's still a little bitter that you have your own day on here. And he he might actually start bribing me to let him have his own day. Uh, I think he's just a little jealous of you. I think.
9: I don't, I don't understand, uh, why you even listen to that guy. (laughs) Um, he doesn't deserve a day. He's jealous of my day. I don't understand the problem, but we need to get to the bottom of it. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna call him in a little bit.
1: Uh, I, I think he should. He he's he was talking about. You know, I told him the positive side is he's on more than once a week. Uh, you're on just once a week. I thought that may be a, a good advantage for him. And he said no. He just he he wants he wants a day. But I don't know. We can't. Nothing rings with the Shazer. You know, Wesley Wednesday just kind of flows.
9: Right, 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 right. Yeah, I can't help it if his last name is not as cool as mine. Yeah. So we need, we need to. Uh, we probably should have him on only one day and still not give him a day.
1: Yeah. I agree. Give him a little demotion, kind of. Yeah. All right, that really See how likes that. Absolutely. J- David, did you? Uh, did you play the lottery last night? Did you? Did you? Any? Any luck there? I know someone in California, pretty close to you, actually won the the big thing last night. Did you? Are you one of those that buys a bunch of those tickets?
9: No, my wife tells me all the time. Buy a ticket, buy a ticket. I don't. No. I don't. I feel like and I feel like that would be being greedy. Yeah. Buying a ticket. Yeah. So no.
1: But six hundred million play. dollars though. Six hundred million dollars.
9: Yeah, I know. And that sounds really good. I wish um I wish my wife would win one day.
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well uh <laughs> let's move on to the pelican. No. Let's move on to the Pelicans-Warriors. Unfortunately, last night the Pelicans fell to Golden State 104-93 to in Dub. It just it seemed like from the get-go, the Pelicans got off to a sluggish start and, and really didn't recover.
9: Yeah, that's, that's been a little bit of a problem each night. Uh, it seems like over the last few nights, they've come out, and even if it's not the first quarter, eventually it's a quarter that they – just don't score. the you know, the The offense doesn't have a, a flow and a chemistry that that's needed in order to 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 score. And when they have that lull in scoring, teams seem to take advantage of it and and, and take the Pelicans out of the game. Last night, scoring 19 and 20 in the first first two quarters against a team who can score like um, like Golden State can. It just—I mean—you either have to hold them to, you know, around that, or or you have to be able to score with them. And it was one of my keys to the game. You got to be able to score with this team, and it got ugly by halftime, and it was even uglier in the third, and they made it interesting at the end. But I never really—I um, never uh, really believed that they had that 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 power because even though they made that 10-0 run. They never defended enough to, to, to stop them from, you know, long enough to, to get, get all the way back.
1: Yeah, another one of your keys from last night was also defend the three-point line because Golden State is known, obviously, for doing that with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. Golden State only shot 5 of 20 from downtown, but it seemed like last night it was points in the paint. Golden State outscored New Orleans 50-34, to 34, so they were able to hold them from the perimeter but just couldn't stop them down low.
9: Yeah, they, uh, David Lee was... Uh, a man child, it seemed like every ball that went up on the on the offensive glass he finished with six uh offensive rebounds. Every ball that went up he seemed like he got a hand on and uh, you know, when when you give up seventeen offensive rebounds, it's gonna be tough. And they crashed the boards, they drove the paint, they got offensive rebounds and it seemed like it seemed like They took away the three, but they gave up everything else.
1: Ryan Anderson has been struggling lately. Six of sixteen last night. He did have twenty-one points, seven of seven from the line. Without Tyreek Evans, usually with those two on the floor off the bench, you have a little bit more spacing. Do you think Ryan is struggles maybe from missing Tyreek Evans and that spacing on the floor?
9: Well, I think you know with the injury. I think since he's been back, he's been asked to do a lot. And I think he feels some of that pressure to do everything. And so some of his shots are quick, maybe a little bit forced. And maybe, you know, he's kind of tired, you know, after sitting out for for that long, then coming back. And then it seemed like immediately it was 36, 40. And then he played that, you know, triple overtime game. And, you know, I think he the pressure and the, and the, the minutes and the travel, I think it's just, kind of wearing him down to get Anthony Davis and Tyreek Evans back would, would certainly lessen that burden where he didn't feel like he had to go out there and do it all. I think last night a few guys felt like they had to do it all, and they kind of do. Um, certainly they need to move the ball and, and run the offense, but you need Drew Holiday. You need Eric Gordon to play better than they have the last two games. You need Ryan Anderson to score for this team to win. Jason Smith played probably the best of of anybody. I thought Lou Amundsen came off the bench and and did a a really good job. Um, It was nice to see Anthony Morrow finally knock down a few uh, threes and and get something going. Uh, A lot of bench players play a lot of minutes. Hopefully they got some confidence coming into tonight so that they can make a push at
1: the Clippers. I'm talking to David Wesley, Pelicans TV analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, and uh, like you just mentioned, not an easy task tonight. Again, as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers. Dub, if you're Coach Monty Williams, coming off a a tough loss last night, another game tonight. What what do you say to him tonight? What do you say to your team tonight to try to get them, you know, ready to play this tough Clippers team?
9: Well, you talk about what they do, and what they do is, uh, you know, they're going to push the ball. Uh, they're going to create steals. Uh, you know they have two guys inside that love to rebound, so you have to put a body on them. And and um, Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, you you have to find them, know where they are, be physical with them. Um, and then you you have to play your game offensively. You got to get out in transition. You got to get some easy baskets. You got to finish at the at the rim. Um, I'm sure they're looking at film right now, uh, going over what they did and didn't do, and and just try to stay positive. Um, the, the, the players have to believe they can win tonight. If they don't believe that they can win, they, probably, they shouldn't even show up. So believe you can win, go in there with confidence, and do what you do. Yeah, you're shorthanded. And I like the fact that Monty Williams doesn't like to make excuses. You know, we're shorthanded, therefore. He likes to say, hey, we have enough to win in this room, and they do. Go out and do it and see what happens.
1: You know, on a, on a long road trip like this where you have five games and you have five really tough teams, do players look at that saying, well, if we don't get this one, we need to win this one or at least need to win a couple games? Or they have the same mentality as the coaches, just one game at a time, we'll worry about the next opponent after this game? Or do they – do you think some players look ahead and say, wow, I mean, this is a tough stretch. We really need to get some games on this road trip?
9: Um, I'm, I'm – I believe that they some players may think one at a time, but some players are thinking, "Here are our chances. This game, this game, these games are going to be almost these games are going to be really hard. We'll, but these are the three we could focus on and possibly get you know one or two of those three, and then these two, you know, we'll just throw our hat in the ring and see what happens. Um, it, it's it's kind of hard not to and and now they're going to kind of press a little bit. They're going to be fighting an uphill battle cuz in my estimation and what I was thinking was it was important to get one of the first two uh games and then get that last game. And then everything else would have been yeah. I mean these tough game these games are tough because without Anthony and Tyree, but Certainly, there was an opportunity in those first two and and possibly against Sacramento. Um, But Golden State played really well last night. I mean, they really did.
1: That's David Wesley, Pelicans TV analyst. You can catch the game tonight at 9.30 Central, 7.30 Pacific time as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers. David, thanks for joining me today. Have have a good call tonight, and hopefully uh, you can uh, bring back some wins on the rest of this road trip.
9: Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I enjoyed Wesley Wednesday with you, man. It's been a good day.
1: Now, since Sean's not here, can you can you say that I was better than Sean Kelly? Just you know, kind of throw that in you're his trying, ear a little bit. To start
9: I'm out here on the road with the guy. You <laughs> gonna you gonna set me up like
1: that? I'm bored here in the, in the in studio, B by myself. I have to cause something. You know, I'm doing all this by myself. Yeah, you know, I need a, I need a little drama right now.
9: I, I, I'm 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 sensing that's your style. I mean, you started off with with JD, and 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 now you're with Sean. I mean, come on.
1: Hey, if I can play the good guy with with all of you, I'll be in good shape here. You know, I'll be the good guy and get turn you all against each other here.
9: I, I see, I see your angle. Okay. But get us all fighting against each other.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to work, though. You caught you caught on way too quickly, though, so my plan is uh, backfiring right now.
9: Yeah. No. If it wasn't for those meddling kids.
1: Yeah, I know. Hey, you know, I tried. <laughs> well, enjoy the broadcast tonight. Uh, enjoy Los Angeles, and uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. That's David Wesley. Fox Sports New Orleans Pelicans TV analyst and when we come back we'll wrap things up on the Black and Blue Report
4: okay you've just been told you have a serious heart issue congestive heart failure a valve problem a complex rhythm disorder now what at Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research when you do you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News and World Report We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is,
9: I just saw your test
4: results and they look great, no problems. Leading-edge care. Just one more reason to choose an auctioner affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-OCHSNER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. E R. Aucsnar—health Healthcare with peace of mind.
1: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our thanks to David Wesley, Mark Spears, and John DeShazer for joining me on today's program. Sean will be back for tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. It will be coming from Los Angeles, California, as the Pelicans take on the Los Angeles Clippers tonight. Sean had the morning off. He'll get you set for tonight's game against the Clippers. You can catch the game on 105.3 WWL-FM and the Pelicans radio network. That starts at 9.30. You can also catch David Wesley and Joel Myers on the call on TV on Fox Sports New Orleans. And again, their pregame coverage starts at 9. Tip-off again at 9.30. So Sean will join us tomorrow. He'll have his weekly interview with Jim Henderson tomorrow. That should be fun as always. And We'll get closer and closer to the biggest game, probably of the weekend, Panthers and Saints on Sunday. Again, if you want to listen to the show, you can listen on the Pelicans app and the Saints mobile app. You can also download the show on iTunes. If you subscribe to the show, it will download right to your iPod, iPad, any of your devices that you may have. You can also listen on the desktops, New Orleans Saints.com and pelicans.com. Well, that'll do it for today's show. For everyone involved, I'm Daniel Sallerson.